welcome the Concordia Center for Spiritual Living. We are a New Thought spiritual community in Rhode Island that's dedicated to practical spirituality and activities that can empower you to create a life of abundance, health, joy, and meaning. As you listen to this recording of a recent talk given at the center, please know that wherever you are on your spiritual path, we are knowing God's highest and best for you. It's a new month, which means a new topic, a new theme for the month. You know, this year we're talking about living out loud. Living out loud is our theme. And each month we are exploring methods and means to support us in living that, being that expression. You know, we've, we've discussed some of it. So what does living out loud mean? I mean, it's, it's, uh, you ask, if we were to go around this room, everyone would have a slightly different take on what it means to live out loud because it means something different for each one of us. And so we have our unique perspective on it. But at the bottom of it, at the bottom of it, it is about us speaking our truth, living our truth, letting that which is within us that's wanting to be expressed because it's the nature of life to express. So letting that which is within us that is wanting to be expressed, to be that, to do that, to take responsibility for ourselves and the, the taking back our power to be who we've come here to be. And while walking and living our lives, recognizing that we're not alone in this, that there, there are other kids on the playground right along with us. And so having compassion for others, allowing them to be themselves while holding ourselves with compassion and others with compassion as well in those moments that maybe we have forgotten who we are. And so this month we are cultivating authenticity. So that's our theme this month. So each week this month we're going to be exploring authenticity as a means to empower us to live our authentic life out loud. Now, Brene Brown, one of my favorite authors, speakers, and teachers, you know, Brene Brown's a social scientist and researcher, and she writes in her book, The Gifts of Perfection. Here's a, what she says about authenticity, and she'll, she says a lot about authenticity, but here was one quote in particular, and I'm going to be referring to this throughout the month. Authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. So cultivating authenticity and what we're going to talk about this month is not about us becoming something other than who we are right now. Now, we might have ideas about who we think we are. <laughs> we might have patterns of being and stories about why or why not. But it's not about changing who we are. It's about subtracting and releasing that which stands in the way. So when I think about authenticity, what I really think of it and how I would say it, authenticity is, is a quality of living in integrity. It is integrity where the inside and the outside match. It's authentic. It's genuine. It's real. And so here today, we're 
approaching this topic and starting with it right at the beginning where we have to start with ourselves because everyone else is already taken. That's been said many times. You know, I looked up to see who said that, and it's attributed to Oscar Wilde, and then I was told, no. Well, who said it? This one said it that way, this one said it that way, but so whoever said it, how about you say it? Everybody else is already taken. You know, turn to someone next to you and say, I'm me and you're you and everybody else is already taken. That's right, that's right. And we, we acknowledge that, right? We know that, we agree with that. Who would disagree, right? Everyone else is already taken. We are the only we ourselves that we can be. And we'll nod our heads and yes, that is the truth. And there are times where we find ourselves sometimes sacrificing that and maybe diminishing it or hiding it or playing small. And why might we do that? So that others will approve of us, others may like us, so that we may fit in, so that we will tap into that, that, innate, that innate need that we have within us to belong. That sometimes we will, we will not be who we are in order to fit in. It's, it's scary. It can be scary and feel like a risk to be authentic in a world that's trying to fit square pegs into round holes. And I know, I mean, we've got square pegs in here. Oh, remember that show, square pegs, square pegs. That was during the 80s. That was one of my favorite shows. Um, we have square pegs, and I know we've got other shapes in here too. And we celebrate that here at Concordia. We celebrate that. That's one of the things I love about Sinners for Spiritual Living, that wherever you are at on your path, whoever you are, whoever you are being, that, that you are welcome. We want to celebrate that uniqueness because that's how spirit is showing up. So this is not a community or place to tell you what to belong or, or how you must show up or, or what you must believe. What we're really here to encourage each other is to be living a life of integrity. So today I want to offer you three mindsets as we move forward into this month. Mindsets with which to approach authenticity. To support us in living our lives out loud. To support us in that practice, as Brene Brown says, to let go of who we think we're supposed to be and embrace who we are. The first mindset or attitude that we can cultivate is an awareness of who we are. We have to start with who we are. It's about living in integrity. Well, you know, many times we, well, not we, let me just say there are those who will run around and ask people, well, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? What do you think I should do? Rather than what in us? Who are we? And, and what is it that we feel and want and need? You see, the moment that we are born, the moment that we pop into existence here on this physical plane, our, our 
experience coming onto this plane is very dramatic. There's a change in the environment. We go from, from every need is met and us in our mother's wombs and everything. Oh, it's, the, it's perfect. Our lives are perfect. Everything is, every need is met. And then we come out into this world that is foreign to us. And what is this? It's not warm and, and, and warm and nurturing. It's cold. It's loud. There's bright lights. We quickly learn that we can, in order for us to get care and get our needs met, we have to get others' attention. We have to get them to look our way. And, and babies learn very quickly how to do that. It can be very loud. Get, capturing at people's attention. And we're told, be like this, don't be like this, be like your brother, don't be like your sister. We, we're told all these messages so that we learn and are domesticated, as Don Miguel Ruiz refers to it, how to live up to the expectations of others. But that doesn't really meet our soul needs, does it? When we're trying to live up to the expectations of others. Because there are authentic needs and wants of our own that maybe we learned to, to put others over ours. But that's an old way of being. At the Temple of Apollo in Delphi, it's in, it was inscribed, Know Thyself. And so that's, if we're going to live in integrity, if we're going to be authentic, then we have to know who we are. And, and how is it that we do that? Well, last month we touched on the topic of curiosity. So how about activating that superpower that we have and turn that, that examination that superpower in, inwards to discover who we are. So practices of meditation, self-inquiry, journaling, mindfulness, therapy, spiritual study. I mean, the list goes on. Co sacred conversations with others. Now, well, wait, that, what, I'm, I'm not here to get someone else's opinion. No, but sometimes I know what I'm thinking when I hear myself say it. Is anyone else like that? I thought it was just me. <laughs> but by cultivating an awareness and an interest and a curiosity about who we are, then we can begin to separate who we really are and who we think we're supposed to be or who we're told to be. You know, this month I have, um, I'm offering and a, and I hope everyone received one. If you don't, there's some on the way out. You can grab one. But it's a list of questions. This is a daily authenticity checklist. And curiosity, if you remember, we talked about curiosity. One way to activate curiosity is by asking questions. And so taking a couple minutes each day, and you don't have to, there's 10 questions here. You don't need, just even just looking at it on my checklist can, is a pause and a message to yourself to say, hey, I'm interested in becoming aware of what is authenticity to me. What does it mean to be authentic? Did I do anything yesterday that was not inauthentic? What actions today will I take to show my authentic self? So, the, you know, use this. I've been using it, I have it on my desk, and it's just, oh, yes, I, well, how did I forget? 
from one day to the next. How did I forget that I have a desire and intention to be authentic? So I invite you to play with that. I'll be referring to it through the month, and there's no quiz. <laughs> you don't have to study. There's no test on this. But it's about cultivating an awareness, being curious. By being curious, we'll discover the light that's, that may have been hidden within us, behind the beliefs, the old stories, the expectations that we've picked up along our way. So the second mindset or attitude, so when we're cultivating an awareness of who we are, cultivate compassion for yourself. Compassion. That's not always an easy thing to do. Because, you know, I mean, in our school system, you know, what, what is it we're, we're taught to, we need to measure up, we need to, we, in order to, for us to pass, we need to answer their questions the way they want them. For us to be the winning team, we have to be better than others. And, and sometimes it can be difficult to be compassionate with ourselves and to be gentle with ourselves when we have an old pattern and way of being that I'm supposed to be this. And I'm not showing up like this. I don't know. Has, has anyone ever heard of a thing called the, the inner critic, the voice of the inner critic? For some, the, that voice can drown out, can drown out any sense, of, any sense of compassion, but it is a practice and it's one that we need to cultivate. You see, our thoughts and feelings may be, they will be different than those around us. And we've learned that there are consequences for not fitting in. And so there may be a, well, there will be a reflex that, oops, there's consequences for being different. And that old fear may rise up. Fear of what? Fear of exile. Fear of not belonging. Fear of abandonment. Thoughts and ideas that I don't measure up, then that means I'm not good enough. Or we may even have, have come to conclusions that we are unlovable. Guess what? That was then, and this is now. And our point of power is in the present moment. And while, yes, we are the result of all of the things that we have ever thought and did and, and everything up to this moment, it, what has happened before now, when we bring our conscious awareness to this moment, what has happened before now does not have to decide who you will be in the next moment. Because we can choose. That's what awareness brings us. Now, we may not have, in that moment, be able to do everything necessary in order to, to fully express in the way that we want to, but in that moment, we can make an inner adjustment and have compassion and care for ourselves. Oh, to say, you know what? I have, I have hope for things to be different. I want things to be different. I know what's in me is different than the way I've been showing up before, and I'm going to be easy with myself as I begin to lean into this direction. 
You know, Dr. Holmes in this thing called you, he said, your soul belongs to the universe. Your mind is an outlet through which the creative intelligence of the universe seeks fulfillment. And if, so if you notice yourself having difficulty being compassionate and that inner critic keeps raising its hand and say, hey, I got something to say about this. Say, okay, I hear you. But let me begin again with the truth that I am a child of the divine. And I'm interested in getting to know who I am. I'm curious about what is in me that's wanting to be let out. So as we start with ourselves as spiritual beings, we can then begin to step forward and step forward. And life responds to us. It's very funny how it works. <laughs> but as we step forward, life is greeting us at every step, isn't it? It's just the way it is. You know, when you're driving down the road, guess what is, is greeting you as you move forward? Everything that's on the road is greeting you. It's, I mean, there's signs and there's buildings and there's... Life unfolds as we move forward, as we begin this journey of cultivating authenticity and making it welcome, then we will find opportunities presenting themselves for us to be curious about. How do I feel about this? What do I want? We are unique expressions of divine. I have this other reading. It's, I don't have a, I don't think I do. Man is made. Do I have a, yes, I do. Because it was that good and I wanted you to be able to read it. I did. I wanted, it's, I see people taking pictures and this is a good one because if, think about this one here. This is Dr. Holmes in the Science of Mind. He says, we are made out of and from life as effect must partake of the nature of its cause, so we must partake of the divine nature from which we spring. You see, spirit, source, God, first cause, the cause of everything. And since we sprang from that cause, then we are an effect of it. And as we are an effect of, a, a, we are a thought of God, we are a, an, an expression of the divine, then we must, we have to have the qualities and nature of that cause being from it. If you ever doubt that, ask yourself, did you make yourself? Did you create yourself? Did you really wake yourself up this morning? Or was there something in you that responded to that intention and desire to be awake at that particular time if you set a clock? Life woke you up. Life is what's moving you. And so discovering who we are and embracing all of ourselves, the parts we like and the parts that we have been told not to like, when we begin to have compassion for ourselves, we open ourselves up to experience the grace that is here. We begin to open ourselves up to compassion. Life's not asking us to be something other than ourselves. It's this self that is longing to be revealed and seen. It's spirit in us. The last mindset to practice is courage. 
is courage. Because we're talking about living out loud. <laughs> we're talking about being authentic, being real, being genuine. Well, we need to practice courage if we're going to be authentic in a world, if we're going to be a square peg. <laughs> and that takes vulnerability. It's not possible to be seen if we hide. It's not possible to belong if we do not welcome others into our circle. In order to cultivate authenticity and no longer hide the parts of ourselves that we were afraid for others to see, vulnerability is required. And that can be scary. It is scary. What do you think of when you think of vulnerability? You think of, of a, the ability to be threatened. It can feel threatening. It, it, you can feel threatened if you are vulnerable in a place that you can be attacked or that you need to defend it. And so it takes courage to, to, oh, to step up when everything inside of you is saying, sit down. It can be scary, it can feel like a risk because it is, and because the outcome is not in our control. That's why it feels scary. To speak your truth to someone <laughs> that may not be interested, I mean, from everything up to now, you have no evidence that they're interested in hearing your truth. <laughs> Actually, they might be making it very clear they're not interested in hearing your truth, but to still stand in your truth and to let your truth be known doesn't have to be yelling or screaming or pounding on the table. But we have no control over their reaction or response to what it is that we're bringing forth. That's vulnerability. I don't have any control. Courage will support us when we take those risks. When we're trying something new, when we're trusting another with our heart or with our story, or when we need to stand or speak our truth. Brene Brown, she writes this, courage is a heart word. The root of the word courage is core, the Latin word for heart. In one of its earliest forms, the word courage meant to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. Do you have anyone in your life that you're able to do that with? If you don't, I would invite you to practice that in this space. Find someone. Our practitioners are trained to, to be a place where others can share their heart. In our classes, in our workshops, we practice. There, we cultivate spaces here within Concordia in order for us to practice being courageous and as well as practicing being vulnerable. How many of you have experienced that here? Yes. There are days when we will have more courage to be vulnerable than others. In those days, it will feel like a struggle. 
Living out loud authentically will bring us to our growing edge. It will bring us to the edge of our comfort zone. And courage is what keeps us moving through those times and where it feels like we're moving through the valley of the shadow of death. So it all starts with getting to know ourselves, self-inquiring spiritual practices, bringing awareness. They help us get in touch with our thoughts and feelings. Being and surrounding ourselves with others, being in community. We have opportunities on our journey to be courageous, to be vulnerable. I mean, and really, as you think about this, it's not possible to be vulnerable except in the company of someone else. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about this, working it through. The courage, the vulnerability, these are things that are longing to be expressed and it is, it is in the, when we see it in the eyes of another. We may be ready to be vulnerable. We may be ready to let our, our light shine. But it's sort of like the, the in the quantum mechanics, there is the observer for effect that there isn't, nothing exists without an observer. It's like, does a tree, can you hear a tree falling? If there's no one in the forest does the, and, and a tree falls, does it make a sound? You know, that, that type of thinking. Is it possible to be authentic, to be vulnerable, to be courageous, except in the company of others? Ooh, I don't know, that pushes some buttons for me. I'm just being real here. Because we've, I've been told, sit down, be quiet. Emerson wrote that imitation is suicide. To live a life as someone other than our authentic self is to not live our life. And what a waste. And there are so many people who live their entire lives without living. Carl Jung said the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly, truly are. Are we open to being that? Are we open to cultivating that? Are we open to receiving that, that gift that's available to us, the gift of who we are? Cultivating authenticity is not a means to make others accept or approve of you. It's the practice of being real as we grow to love and approve of ourselves. It's about us being authentic. It's about being ourselves because everybody else is already, already taken. Peace and love, everyone. Namaste. We hope that you enjoyed this audio recording. For more information about our center, please visit our website at www.concordiacsl.com. You can also visit us online at our Facebook page or our YouTube channel by searching for Concordia Center for Spiritual Living. If you're in the area, come join us at one of our Sunday celebration services. We'd love to welcome you there. Namaste and blessings.